I'm really, really happy today to introduce someone who is very special to me and who has been very much part of my life and ministry for many, many years, and that is my wife, uh, Yvonne, Yvonne Stewart. So many of you who listen to us uh, know that uh, it's invariably Eric and Yvonne Stewart. So Yvonne has consented to come and share in this ministry, which of course is a new outreach and a new style and a new uh, ministry to us all, uh, reaching out through online radio. And here we are with uh, the opportunity to to listen to her and let her tell some of her story about the Lord's wonderful workings in her family and in her life. Yvonne, thank you for agreeing to share today. And uh, I want you to uh, tell us and uh, let us know about your family background and what you grew up in. Yes, well, it's a privilege to be here today, Uh, although it's taken a lot of persuasion to get me to Hmm. speak. I'm the quiet one of the duo, as you'll discover uh, I don't go on as long as uh, my other half, but I'll do my best to give you a little overview of my life thus far. Yes, I was brought up in a Christian home in a farm uh, out near Carrick, Fergus in County Antrim. Uh, thank the Lord, uh, he saved my mother when she was a teenager, my father as a young man in his 20s, a worldly young man who gave that uh, gift of music over to the Lord and then that's how all of us started to play as children. Uh, but. We were brought up in a home where my maternal grandmother lived with us and she was a godly woman. Now she died just before I was seven, but I still remember many of the Bible verses I learned for her and she used to give us half a crown. Now that's 12 and a half P nowadays. It wouldn't go that far, but it went a long way when I was a child. And out of her pension, she would give us money if we learned Bible verses, if we learned passages of scripture, if we learned uh, hymns. And much of her influence is still with me today, especially those meetings in our home each night before bedtime when uh, the word of God would be brought down. And uh, if you missed your supper, you didn't miss uh, the family time together because it was every single night in life. And we sang two hymns from the Songs of Victory. We sang... uh, Uh, We learned them by heart, and then we had a Bible reading and prayer. Well, then my grandmother had a a favourite verse, and she used to say, Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Now, there were three of us, three girls, and we didn't always agree. So if we had a disagreement during the day, Grandma would make sure it was prayed about, and we uh, spoke to each other and didn't huff. So that was the sort of upbringing I had. Yvonne, as you grew up, you had the opportunity then to go to uh, special evangelistic meetings and uh, in that kind of environment, of course, the Lord began to work in your heart at a very early age. Yes, uh, even before I was born, uh, the Faith Mission Evangelists always stayed in our home. And then uh, when I was around 10 years of age, that was three years after my grandma died, um, The evangelists came to our district again, Faith Mission Evangelists, and they stayed with us, and God was really working in my heart. Now, he had been working on me since uh, my grandmother was alive, and I'll never, ever forget her funeral because uh, we sang that hymn, uh, Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. And I remember that so clearly. Hide me, O my Saviour, hide till the storms of life be past. Mm -hmm. And even at that young age, I knew I wasn't ready to go to heaven where Grandma was, and there was that separation. And so three years later when the evangelists came, 
I was ready to seek the Lord. Now, uh, it didn't happen openly because I was a shy little girl from the country. But after the meeting one night, uh, my sister and I were talking in the bedroom and I discovered she wasn't saved either. And the two of us uh, were wonderfully saved that same night. I'd been reading Pilgrim's Progress, the children's version. And uh, I remember saying to my sister after I'd prayed and asked the Lord to save me, you know, I feel the burden has lifted. I could say now, looking back, that that night Calvary became real. I know because you came to know the Lord as a child, that, of course, they give you an interest in children's work, uh, Yvonne, which you were very much identified with throughout greater part of your life. But we'll come to that in a, in a little moment. Um, as I know you, uh, I know that you felt a call of God upon your life. You felt um, that you owed it to the Lord to give him back something in all um, and for all that he had done for you. And God met with you in a special way as a young teenager. Yes, that's fast-forwarding now quite a bit because uh, through my primary years, uh, I had the joy of leading my first soul to the Lord just the day after I was saved. little girl I was so friendly with came from a Christian home too, and uh, she came to know the Lord. And that gave me a taste for for evangelizing. And before we left school at 18, uh, all of my all of my class, all the girls in my class, except one, I think, had all found the Lord. And a lot of that is due to a man in Ballyclare. I'm not sure if he's listening in today, Mr. John Holmes, who started up a, a youth meeting for all of us young people in Ballyclare. And we invited our friends to that, and many of them got saved. But yes, I wanted to go and evangelize. And as a little girl, I wanted to be a missionary. Now, uh, when I was 13, uh, two evangelists came to our mission hall. And by that time, I was going to the prayer meeting uh, on a Wednesday night. And that's where I grew as a Christian. And uh, Mr. Grant, Noel Grant, one of the evangelists, was preaching one night. And he was preaching about a deeper work of grace, even though it was a gospel mission. And uh, I thought it was me he was talking to. I didn't think, although the hall was full, I thought he knew my up and down life. And he knew that some days I felt saved and sometimes I didn't at all. And I was living in defeat for quite a bit of my teenage years. You know what it's like in those adolescent years. And uh, so I waited behind that night and sought the Lord for a cleansing, a deeper cleansing. And I'm so glad that as I use those words, I take the promised Holy Ghost, I take the promised Pentecost to fill me to the uttermost. I take, he undertakes. God did a deep work in my heart, which changed my life completely. And I wanted then to uh, only do what he wanted. I surrendered completely to the Lord. And uh, I thought, if it means going to Africa and being a single missionary the rest of my life, I'm willing to do that. But then something happened which changed all of that in a few years' time. Yes, and of course, as I listen to you today, I know what happened. I was uh, a young man going to the Bangor Convention at Easter time in uh, Northern Ireland. And uh, it was there that I saw uh, three young ladies playing musical instruments at the front of the hall where we had 300 or so young people. And I thought, wonder how I could ever get to know that younger one who's playing the saxophone. 
So the Lord had a, a wonderful plan, hadn't he, in bringing us together. Although at the start it was a little bit shaky, we just didn't get off on the best footing, but uh, the Lord had reserved uh, the future for us and uh, us for each other so that we did eventually get married in uh, 1972, wasn't mm-hmm. that when it was, mm-hmm. Yvonne? The 7th of July. See how good I am at remembering anniversaries. <laughs> and um, that was a, a wonderful day in my life uh, to uh, take on a wife, uh, to have a bride, and someone who would then become part with me in my ministry because uh, as a young man, I had traveled a somewhat similar pathway and was now serving the Lord in the ranks of the faith mission and then into full-time Christian ministry. But coming back to your life, Yvonne, uh, you went to Strandmiller's Teacher Training College and that prepared you for the ministry ahead. Uh, There's so much that we could share in that that would take up so much time. But in your teaching ministry and teaching life, you had some great opportunities and some quite remarkable experiences, and I'd like you to share maybe just a couple of those with us, Yvonne. Yes, well, starting teaching at the early age of 21, uh, I had many amazing uh, stories to tell. Let me tell you just one. Uh, in one of the schools I was in, it was actually just after we were married, um, a little fellow wrote to me uh, the following year after I'd taught him, and he wrote me a letter. He moved on to grammar school, and uh, he wanted me to know that all that I had taught him, had he had taken in. Uh, it wasn't lost on him, and yet he was one of those wee fellows that uh, was very hard to manage. He was not a troublemaker, but he was a lively boy, and... Uh, I often wondered if he was listening at all, and yet he was able to tell me that at the Freshers' Week for his high school, he had found the Lord, and he said, I still have the little verses of Scripture you gave me way back then. And I've had other uh, children who came, but, you know, an awful lot of children's work is sowing, and we don't always see the fruit. But it's wonderful to know that some of those that were led to the Lord in those early days are going on with God. In fact, some of them are out in the work of God today, saved as children uh, when they were just 10, 11 years of age when they were in school. Yes, and uh, as we think of that, I'm thinking about Alan and Sharon Robinson. You remember when Alan came as a little boy, he Mm. was 10 years of age or so, and Sharon was... uh, a lovely little girl in your class at school in Ballyholm and that's Bangor. Right, that's right. And uh, what about them now? What What's uh, the outcome of their lives yes, now? Yes, well, I always remember inviting the children of our area. We had moved into a, a difficult area at that time, and uh, I felt there was no real gospel outreach. And so I invited the children in my class to come to our house. Maybe that was a, a foolhardy idea because uh, 30 or 40 of them arrived at our little house. But uh, each... Uh, Tuesday afternoon I gave them the gospel Wesley our son was just a baby at that time he was a good baby put him to bed upstairs put him in his cot and he slept right through the meeting and uh, it was at that meeting that Alan got saved just 10 years of age and he grew up with us through our youth work in Bangor at that time and then came to Bible College when Eric started to uh, uh, be the principal of the Bible College here in Portrush So that was a very, very special thing for Alan to come and train in the work of God. I'd also taught his wife in school and she had come to the Lord in one of our holiday Bible clubs. And now 
They are uh, in America, Pennsylvania, and he is over a work there, and he is traveling worldwide, and he, inv- uh, he arrived to see us there just a few months ago. Lovely to know that after all these years, uh, they're still serving the Lord in a much bigger capacity than we are. Those of you who are listening to us this afternoon, you maybe just have come in on the program. Um, my name is Eric Stewart, and of course you have picked us up here on uh, uh, Siblings Radio today, and I'm interviewing my wife, Yvonne. We have so much to share. In fact, we could have many interviews out of uh, this uh, uh, being together for this program and for others as well that will come on in the future. But we have such a a ministry that reaches so wide. And uh, over the years, Yvonne, we have had the opportunity to travel. Um, Do you have any highlights Mm -hmm. from some of those at all? Yes. Well, I was always told by my mother that I was to travel all I could before I got married because once I get married, I'd get tied down. But now that didn't happen. And uh, I've been to many countries I never dreamt of. But the one I want to mention in particular is the country of Romania. Because as a girl, uh, I had heard Richard Wormbrandt uh, preaching and I had a great burden for Romania and always wanted to go there. But of course, as you know, it was a closed country for many years. And then as soon as the Ceausescu regime uh, stopped. Eric uh, had the privilege of going there uh, and then after, shortly after that I joined him and it was just wonderful to be in the land that I had prayed so much for and I just love the Romanian people. We've gone there many times and uh, I just uh, thank the Lord for allowing me to live to see that. Another country I wanted to see very much was India and as a little girl I had uh, a teacher at Sunday school, a neighbour of ours, who went to India as a missionary. And uh, John didn't even get home after for his first furlough. He died uh, of a rare blood problem. And uh, I always said I'd love to go and see where John had ministered. Well, it took a long, long time. I was in my 50s before we actually got the opportunity to minister in India. And as, uh, as for Romania, we've been there many times. And what a privilege to uh, speak to people in uh, India who have never seen a white person before. As Eric uh, ministered in the Bible College, I went out with some of the ladies uh, to villages where uh, the gospel is just not preached and we would be in a, a little home, very, very humble home, and with an interpreter telling them about the love of Jesus. It's something that you can't explain in words, but to minister Uh, In foreign lands it's wonderful, but you know, we all have a ministry back home. And for me at the moment, that ministry is amongst elderly people. You sort of minister to the ones of your own age. And whereas it was children's work for most of my life, and then I handed that over to Wesley, our son. Now we have a ministry amongst shut-ins, and that's a very, very important ministry as well. That uh, shut-in ministry that Yvonne has just been mentioning, actually, we have been involved in more recent years, but for her, uh, she has been involved with uh, Disabled Christians Fellowship, which is an organization in Northern Ireland with quite a number of branches, reaches uh, to elderly people and people more disadvantaged than certainly than we are. That has been an exciting ministry that has been going on for over 30 years now in Coleraine, which is our local town. Uh, We do this every month, 
the DCF ministry has been very fruitful and rewarding, Yvonne, for you. I know it has been. Yes, it's a long time, as Eric says, since we started the work here in Coleraine, but it has grown. And uh, we have seen some people come to know the Lord again, a sewing ministry, but the work is really done in their homes when we go to visit them afterwards. And they are so welcoming in the various uh, nursing homes and residential homes. And then we've had the opportunity of taking services there as well. But uh, DCF work uh, is a wonderful work, but we do need helpers. So I'm going to put in a plea here. Uh, 32 years ago when I started, I was just uh, in my 30s. I'm not going to give you my age today. But I was in my 30s, and so often Eric and I say, wouldn't it be lovely to have some more 30-year-olds or 40-year-olds or even 50-year-olds? But most of our helpers are now in 60 or more, and we definitely need some uh, young help. And you say, but I couldn't do that sort of thing. Well, you know, all you have to do if you come to DCF is talk to the people. Some of them, it's their only outing they have in the week. Now, we had almost 60 there last Saturday. It's always the second Saturday of every month. And just to be there, to talk to them and share with them and even tell them how you found Christ. This is so important. And uh, then there's others of us who... Uh, make scones and and, uh, make sandwiches and we give them a lovely little tea afterwards. Uh, That's the chance to get talking to them about the meeting and about what they've heard. We bring a different speaker each month. Uh, Some of them are pastors, some of them are laymen. And then we have uh, a singer usually. And they so enjoy the meeting and to hear them singing and most of all to see their faces as they come into the DCF month by month, just to see their smiles. And uh, we have three buses. uh, Those are social services buses with lifts. They go out around and we have uh, three people who help. We couldn't do without them, the helpers. And they bring them all in. And we thank God that we've had 32 years of safety on the roads and no accidents. And that's what we pray for month by month. So if you think there's a work I could do, it's only once a month. The second Saturday of the month at half past two in the afternoon, you get in touch with us. Get in touch with the radio programme and we would love to include you in our team. Uh, A very, very, although they're older now, a very, very exciting team. They love the Lord. They love the challenge. And it's lovely to hear the uh, people who come say that they wouldn't miss the DCF. That's both helpers and the disabled. We all just love it. It's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. I should give you a telephone number because you might be interested even in a deputation meeting. Uh, Yvonne and I would be happy to come and share with you uh, if it's within the catchment area of Coleraine where we could enroll uh, some of you or enlist some of your uh, talent and help and time for this ministry, but we'd love to come and share with you in a a deputation meeting. So uh, why not uh, get ready to take down this uh, telephone number that I'm going to give you in just a moment or two. And then before we uh, wrap up today, I'm going to get Yvonne just to give you a little summation of... um, where she is now uh, with the Lord and what uh, life means to her now uh, as a grandmother, uh, how she in turn has become a grandmother as her grandmother was to her 
when she was a child. I want her to share a little bit about that before we conclude. But uh, now if you're ready, here is a, a telephone contact number. It is my number. It is 0789030389166. So that again is 0789030389166. Six. That's the telephone number for myself, Eric Stewart. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're delighted to be able to represent our many, many friends uh, from the branch at Coleraine, Coleraine DCF. So, Yvonne, uh, let's uh, draw these exciting uh, comments and interview and re- uh, reflections on your life. In brief, let's draw them to a conclusion now, as you see it from a grandma's perspective. Yes, the Lord has blessed us very much in our lives, in our family life. We have three children. Uh, Some of you who live near us know them. There's Wesley, uh, who lives beside us, and Lorna, his wife. They have two children. Rebecca is uh, now just started in her university career in Queen's University in Belfast. And Hannah is uh, almost 17. Then we've got uh, Carol and her husband. Carol is in uh, just outside Edinburgh, a little town of Wallyford. And I think Andrew will be on next week, if you're listening in. He's well, going to another be... another couple of weeks, couple actually, of weeks. because I think we're going to make your interview into a couple of interviews. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Yes, well, Andrew and Carol are ministering in a little village uh, outside Edinburgh, and uh, they are, they have three children, and uh, they're now 13. Uh, Tabitha is 13, and uh, Oscar 11, and then we've little Zara at eight. Well, then, that was our five grandchildren, one boy and four girls, and then Emma, our youngest daughter, who lives in Oxford with her husband, Pete. They have just had a baby just a year and a half ago, so we started all over again with Zadie, and uh, she is just a wonderful little girl. But we don't see them so often, of course, because there's that big bit of water between us. But we do get in touch with them. And uh, it's just lovely to talk to the older ones especially and uh, to tell them that they need to put the Lord first in their lives. And we've had many, many good times with our grandchildren. Uh, different when you're living with them, uh, like my grandmother did, uh, what an influence she had on us. But we can pray. We pray much for our grandchildren every day. And then when they have something they want to tell us, there's always a telephone or there's Skype. But there's so many ways to get in touch with them now. But uh, Pray for your grandchildren, especially the older ones at secondary school. It's not easy for them. It's harder than when we were there. And so you uh, need to pray much for young people in these days. Well, I'll finish off here with a verse that has been my motto for my whole life. The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. You've probably sensed in my interview that I've had a life of excitement, a life of enjoying the presence of God and the work that God has put us into. It is such a privilege to be in the Lord's work and to be winning souls for him. There's nothing else to live for, friends, except for eternity. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, uh, Yvonne. This is Yvonne Stewart uh, from Northern Ireland. For those of you who are listening in other countries, I hope you enjoyed uh, those interviews and that uh, she will be able to come back on and share because she has much more to share at some uh, future date. So we look forward to uh, welcoming Yvonne back again in the will of the Lord. Uh, Thank you so much.